Welcome to another podcast hosted and brought to you by the American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence. Fatano fatu seisi fo le ne o fatalanwanga wo mfayon awina to le mau amrik Samoa et seatu sa wanga falo to fale masa wanga fa feu so inga. I am Judy Majotia and I will be your host for today's uh, podcast as well as Mona Uli. Uh, we are part of the program team here at some um, at the American Samoa Alliance, and we're happy to um, be uh, recording another podcast, come to you um, again to see one of our podcasts. Um, today, we have a special guest, and I'm going to give it to Mona to introduce our guest for um, for today's podcast. Uh, thanks, Judy. Yes, um, this is March, and March is Gender Equality Month, and so we wanted to um, spotlight female leadership and today our guest is um, director Leah Leah Seyui and Le- Leah is the director of intersections um, Leah is um, a woman doing great things in our community and inspiring positive change welcome Leah hi Mona hi Judy thank you for having uh, me thank you thank you for 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 um, for accepting the um, the invite, and um, thank you for coming on. We're always anxious I'm very to honored to be on your podcast tonight. We're we're uh, always anxious to hear what you're up to because you're we know you're so busy these days, and um, so when whenever we don't see you, we know uh, Leah's up to some good, and we, <laughs> we want to hear about all of that good, uh-huh. that all of that goodness. Yeah, and uh, and like Mono was saying, um, it being March, gender. Equality Month, um, we were thinking um, to bring you on because we wanted to talk some more about the, the great work that you're doing out there with, uh, with your team mm-hmm. and your staff for the community. And for those of you out there that are listening in, Intersections is an organization that has been in existence for um, 18 years here in the territory of American Samoa. 18 years, that's, that's unbelievable. So Malo Maloli director le fama lo si mangalu e foi tu sai foi magro pitola So Mona, what questions did you have there for for the director? Um, well, if we could just start off with uh, Lita sharing with us a little bit about who she is. Um, we always hear uh, intersections, and but um, we don't hear very much about her and who she is. I know that she's a, a very um, strong woman of faith and um, to be a leader of, a, of an organization for 18 years she, mm. she yeah I'd like to hear more about who who she is <laughs> well that's a very that's a very big question <laughs> and a very broad one um, so I'm I'm gonna try and um, um, share some things about in light of, of what you are celebrating or what you are highlighting, which is the Gender Equality Month. Um, I think in order for me to share, the story of intersections has a lot to tie in with the sto- my story. Mm. Um, you know, growing up in American Samoa and raised in American Samoa, my parents were pastors of Fefe Aukaiki. So I grew up in a pastor's home. Graduated, gone through. You're a PK. 
after a PK. Yes, I <laughs> And you know, a lot of times with, uh, with, with PKs, you know, and I say this, you know, as I work with communities and as I work with um, different congregations, you know, I say this to people, be kind to, to preacher's kids. <laughs> be kind to pastor's kids because oftentimes in pastor's homes, the, you know, the, the parents, the pastor and, and uh, my mom and dad were always out in the community. Always, and so we kind of, you know, felt like we had to to, to fend on our own in terms of what we needed mm. to do. But a lot of our time, that you know, our um, my dad was really focused on the community. So I I share that as I share with the congregations and with communities. Be kind to pastors' kids because they go through a lot of things that you so don't know. Of, yeah. you know? And um, and so that's that's my upbringing. I grew up in in Afono. Uh, way back when there was no roads, when we had to hike the mountain at four o'clock in the morning to get to the other side of the mountain in Aua so that we can catch the bus and go to school. So my life was like that. And I'm really grateful to the Lord for those upbringings of those hard moments. Um, yeah. you know, and so part of my past also included um, sexual violence, sexual and domestic violence, and which is what made me to be who I am today. And so in high school, you know, um, I graduated from Sawana High School and my one goal was to find a scholarship so that I can exit this island. <laughs> <laughs> so American Style Mopi came for me as I was growing up, a place of pain. Um, it was not something, it was a place where I just wanted to, to just get, leave, you know? And mm. so when I went out, when I ventured out into the world, you know, um, of course, you know, you, you take with you what you learned, you know, and so, yeah. because even though in those dark moments, there were also um, the light at the end of the tunnel. So there were yep, yep, those yep. voices also. So, you know, so that was my goal. And then as I went out, you know, um, I was a very bitter person, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, and, and that bitterness, because of what had happened for me as, as a young girl, I, I just put up walls. I protected myself, mm, you know, yeah. so that nobody was going to hurt me. I will be the first to hurt you. <laughs> so yeah. it was a very bitter um, 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 time of development in my own team, you know. Um, and so when I graduated, you know, I got a scholarship. I left, you know, but um, long story short, I fell in love with the Bible. I had to come back. And there were times when, 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 um, when I would read the Bible and try to go out and do my own stuff and realize, wait a minute, you know, there was a reason why your parents focused, committed, they devoted their lives to the, to the work of God. And so I had to, because at that time too, I was turning away from God, you know? And so I came back and I read the Bible over and over and over. What is it about this God that made my parents be the, you know, uh, do what they're doing. And so I realized that uh, my life, my, my change, my uh, life changing moments was when I realized that, you know, that God gave mankind the gift of free will, the freedom to choose. Uh -huh. And so I looked at where my, my life was heading and it was going down the drain. And I realized that this is not where I'm not going to allow my past and the pain of the past to dictate and determine my future. That mm -hmm. I had the power to create my future. That's why God gave me the free will. And so along with that, guys, that, that was a turning point for me. And so I got involved in a lot of uh, mission work with a, a ministry called Youth of the Mission. Uh, we, I got involved with community service and community development, started working with, you know, looking at going into places and see 
where there was poverty and try to create opportunities for, um, you know, opportunities in those places. And so that began my change of thinking was I realized that why, you know, because being abused at a very um, young age, I could choose to be on the other side of the spectrum. You know, just and that was not the life that I wanted to live, you know. And so I got involved um, for the past 20 years with that kind of work. Um, and then when I came back in 2002, um, I I actually came to, to, to visit my mom. I was on a six-month furlough. I did not intend to stay in American Samoa and create an, an organization. But it was a friend of mine who was, I believe, was the founding director for Alliance, um, Fa'alu, Fa'alu Yuri. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He invited me to, to, uh, to, join, to join her on the child abuse task force that they had a long time ago. You know, uh-huh. as I was sitting, and I remember that when she was doing the presentation, I did not participate. I just was tagging along with Alu. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when they were doing the presentation, I was looking at, at the statistics of child abuse and child sexual abuse, you know, and as I was standing there, I, I just started crying. For some reason, tears just started rolling down my eyes. And I said, why am I crying? You know, and I felt like, you know, God was reminding me those are the six, the statistics that you ran away from. What are mm. you going to do about it? It's climbing, it's skyrocketing. What mm. are you gonna are you gonna run away or are you going to do something about it? That was the beginning of my journey, you know. So I just started with um, a couple of kids that was around. I saw them, you know, in my neighborhood after school, they would come around and play under the trees and say, Hey, you wanna learn computers? And so that's I started with those five kids. You know, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, the idea of, and I realized that mindset, in order for us to move forward or to stay where we are, we've got to change our way of thinking. And so, you know, I, I said to my friends, when they asked me, what is your hobby? And say, if thinking was a hobby, that would be my hobby, <laughs> was thinking. <laughs> and so I was, you know, I, I gathered there, my, and, and the one question that made me realize um, 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 what, what needed to happen was I asked these kids, these five kids, you know, when you grow up, what is it that you want to be? What do you want to become when you grow up? You know, and these kids looked at me and says, you know, they were all saying, I want to work at the canneries. It says, at the canneries, now, you know, there's nothing wrong with working at the canneries. But when you have a group of kids in there that were saying, this is the only thing that, you know, they, that they all wanted to work at the cannery, it made me realize, wait a minute, there's something we got to do something to break the how these the thinking patterns for these kids and, and so the next question i i said you know um why do you want to work at the canneries and they said because my mom that works there my dad my mm. brother and sister well so this is where the environment that they were growing this is what they were exposed to you know yeah. and so the next question uh, the third question i asked was if i was if somebody was to come in here with a million dollars you know, and there's nothing, money is not an issue. You have nothing to worry about. But if somebody was, was to come here with a million dollars, what do you want, you know, and says, what is it that you want to be? What is it that you want to become? And saw their eyes began to light up. You know, they were saying, I want to be an architect because I love to build things. I want to teach. I want to be a doctor. That, that began the mission of intersections, which, you know, happens to be a part of my mission, which is breaking the mindset of poverty, the lack of, 
you know, mm. to be able to create opportunities for young people to see beyond what they can, you know. So yeah. a lot of our work has to do with casting visions, casting mm -hmm. visions and provoke the, the, the thinking of young people, you know, not to get stuck in what they see, but you know, um, be able to look beyond this is what can you do? What is it? What can you dream of? What is your future like? You know, and if we look at if our young people are the architects to our future, now we've got to do a very good job in in, in building the, the thinking patterns and the mindset of, of our youth. So that, that began my journey. Um, so Intercession's journey is basically, um, the story is also my story. You know, mm -hmm. to be able to create the things that were not created for me. You know, the pain that I went through, how can I make this? How can I help young people? How can we help young people to, to, um, to not look at what has been created, the past, if they're coming from a past that is, you know, filled with abuse and, you know, and pain? How mm -hmm. can we paint a better picture for them, you know, for the future? So that was, and I, and, 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 and and um, and a lot of who I am has has was was that my choices that I that I made, and I thank God for the beginning of that journey. And just learning with the young people as we go through these journeys is what um, is is what intersections has become. Wow, that's amazing, um, Leah. If if you could look back and if you could say something to that younger Leah in two thousand and two. Uh, what would you say to her or what kind of pointers or tips would you give to her? Um, hmm. That is, I think the ability to be able to look within and to know that, you know, um, that, 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 that God can turn your circumstances into opportunities. Um, you know, um, so that would be, the, to be able to look, to, you know, that's a very hard question. <laughs> no, that's good. Uh -huh. <clears throat> so to, to see hope, huh? Yeah, so, yeah, so it's, it's, it's not to, uh, not to settle for, for, don't settle with the status quo, but become an influence, to influence the status quo. Hmm. Yeah. I get what um, I get what um, what Leah is saying, and I love how the story of the birth of intersection and how kids had um, it, it was almost like they've settled. Our children here have settled for this, uh, like um, they yes, want to be yes. fish cleaners, huh? and uh, and yeah. um, and because it's what they see their parents doing, and the the you know their grandparents the uh, before them the parents and you know it's almost like that was how as good as it gets mm -hmm. but when 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 there was better there was you know about our kids just didn't know that yeah. you know and right we, that's yeah. how yeah. i was too when i was younger no nobody ever told me that i could go to college i never right even thought that college was possible for me and now i know that we there's always possibilities for everyone to go to college there are ways to do it but Nobody ever told me that I could go to college, so I never even imagined going to college. <laughs> right, and a lot of times it's what we are exposed to in our environment. Uh -huh. you know, it's all that we see, and you know, for me, because you know, I, 
I'm, uh, we have, there's seven of us, you know, but when I was growing up, my, there's like six years apart from my older siblings. So when I was growing up, they were all gone, you know, and so nobody told me, you know, there was nobody there to say, okay, this is what you're going to do. You can go to college. You can, you're smart enough to go to college because I grew up, I thought I was not college material. I didn't have the smarts to be in the college, the college world. And so it was something that intimidated me, you know, because of, of what I was exposed to until I realized, wait a minute, you know, I am, you know, and so, you know, I, so I had to, to be exposed. I had friends that were, that, that were there, you know, say, Hey, you, you, you can't, you've got everything that you need in order for you to get a, a college degree. Mm -hmm. But at the time and my, you know, there was, so if you grow up in a home where there is nobody there that went to college, you know, and your, your parents are, 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 are not, um, encouraging you to get a college, pursue college education. You mm -hmm. know, you're only going to be limited to what you know. Yeah. Um, and so, so, so a lot of times our experience um, are formed from the environment and what we are exposed to in, in our environment, you know, and just being able to say, and for us here in American Samoa growing up, because we're so isolated too, you know, we're so isolated too. And so our thinking, you know, when I was growing, I was like, okay, my world is just on this little island, you know, until I was able to get out and says, wait a minute, there's, there's a lot, there's a bigger world out there, mm -hmm. you know? And so, um, that's, that was, um, that, that was my challenge. And so one of the things that we wanted to do for intersections is to encourage young people to be able to, to dream you know, and uh, to, to know that, you know, you don't have to be limited, you know, if you want to be a doctor, pursue being a doctor. If you want to be an astronaut, pursue being an astronaut. Mm -hmm. So Leah, in your uh, many years of um, um, leading uh, intersections and um, being part of YWAM, have you ever experienced any kind of uh, gender-based violence or discrimination or anything um well i had you know there were a lot of everywhere you go there's a lot of um you will experience discrimination and um you know um gender-based inequality mm -hmm. um but i think it's how you look at it how do you face how do you face it how do you pursue and how do you approach it you know when it comes to i know for me you know when i was asked that question earlier you know um have you experienced gender? So I had to look back and I realized that for me working in American South, um, and I think, well, no, um, I think part of that too has to be to deal with your confidence, you know, um, your authenticity, your authentic leadership. Um, in American Samoa, I, I can honestly say that with the work that we've been doing, I have not experienced that. Um, um, but I think it goes back to, you know, whether you're a man or a woman, you know, is to be able to build your, your confidence in who you are mm -hmm. and in who and your own identity. And, I, you know, um, I lead very differently from a lot of people. And so I, 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 I like the, the term authentic leadership, <laughs> you know, to be who you are you know, to be confident in who you are and things that God has placed in you to do. And I think because of how I have been able to walk through, push beyond um, um, my own experiences, my own past, the, you know, um, that I was able to come out on the other, the other level with the confidence in who I am, you know, and, and, uh, and to become a leader today, you know. And so I think a lot of that, whether you, whether, 
it's a, you're a man or a woman in what, whatever world, you know, it's, it's lead in your own, in who you are, you know, be authentic in your leadership, be original, be unique, be you. Don't be, don't try to copy somebody else's leadership because it's going to mess you up, you know, but, you know, walk in your own authority and the things that God has, what is it that God is giving you to do? Pursue that one thing that the Lord has given, because we're not called to pro to solve the problems of the world, right? <laughs> you know, we're called to focus on one segment. So what is that one segment? Learn everything that you can about that one segment so that you can be confident in your pursuits of, of, of that, that thing and be original original, be authentic, be you would be the best advice. And so, and that's how I have dealt with, even when I was off island, um, working with different, um, with the different industries and with different leadership. Um, I, you know, um, those were some of the things that I knew uh, carried me through. And of course, having God as my supreme authority, <laughs> you know, you can got, you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Leo. That was that was a lot of great information. Um, I have a question. As a as a female director of an eighteen year old organization, have you ever experienced any kind of um, gender inequality within your 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 position because you hold um, a high position? You hold the highest position in that organization, so. Um, for years, I should say. So it's more so you're the, not only are you the executive director, you're the founding, the founder. Um, so those are, um, um, and you've held these positions for, for over more than 10 years. Have you ever come across any gender inequality um, from people around you or people that you've had to work with? <clears throat> Um, in terms of my work with intersections and in the community, um, mm -hmm. I can honestly say that I have not. I have okay. not. I think if there's any inequality, it would have to do with my personality, you know, <laughs> and, um, and that is where, you know, I know my weaknesses and I know my strength. And so, and that's uh -huh. what, you know, we, you know, there's a saying left, if I mean, you know, you, you learn to staff your weakness. And so a lot of times when it has to do with, uh, with, with out in the community, with, with uh, you know, and if it requires somebody to be friendly, I send mm -hmm. my staff. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. I send my, so, you know, it's, it's, it's learning to staff your weakness. Uh, um, but in terms of, I, I, I'm trying to think, I've been trying to think what is, what is an experience that I have encountered that has, um, you know, that, that, where yeah for you but you know I, I can honestly say that I have not experienced any um, um, inequality in terms of gender. Okay, okay. Wow, that's that's good to hear. That's good to yeah, hear. Yeah, but I I also think that it goes back to you know when we're talking about gender um, um, it, and I know a lot I know for us women we've come we've come such a long way. Mm -hmm. You know, and mm -hmm. I know in other industries, in other um, agencies with their line of work, you oh. know, um, I, you know, they they may have experienced um, um, inequality in terms of their leadership. Um, mm -hmm. But in our work with, with with our organization and working with the Faifeaus and the Matais and you know, um, I I I work with them. I one thing yeah, I work with the the Matais. 
mali in faipule and mafaisa uh, alfoi um we have not been um i think if there was inequality it was because of the issues that we choose to pursue you know like with sex uh sexual health and that kind of stuff okay um, the, uh, as a survivor of childhood sexual abuse um what is what would you say to a child victim of sexual abuse today um you yourself being a, a survivor of childhood sexual abuse um what is something that you would say to a, a victim today to reach out you know that um find somebody that you can trust find some you know for i would encourage young people to find somebody that they can trust you know um and share and reach out for help because when i was going through um my experiences it, you know i felt like i was alone uh -huh. you know i felt like i was alone i felt like i was the only one that was being you know tortured you know mm -hmm. and so therefore i did not share it share share it with with anybody and you know but it came out as yeah i didn't share it with with anybody i had to deal with it in my own you know different ways um but um if i was and I, which is one of the reasons why we do what we do um in terms of drama education is to allow young people to see um that they are not alone there are a lot and they can they don't have to suffer alone that there are people there are adults that do care for them there are adults who are willing to help you know and so reach out to somebody that you can trust yeah. you know and um you know and don't allow the um, and there are there's more beauty than pain you know yes. there's more beauty than today um and there are more people out there especially even now with the alliance and with other agencies that are there there are more adults that are willing to help mm -hmm. you know and so they don't have to carry it alone mm -hmm. what is what what do you think is the importance of gender equality in today's youth director what is the importance um in your own words what does the director of intersection think the importance of gender equality is in her youth today in today's youth that you work with i think the voice the okay. voices of the children yeah. um it's you know if there's any inequality it's the voices of the children and i see it because a lot of times you know we have our young people you know interview a lot of the adults you know and so um when we go in you know when i start talking they pay attention when the young people start talking and all the times i give room for them to to speak cuz i you know um um and when they start talking is like you know for you be if i lay on like along like my kia um and so and so i think if there is any inequality in terms of youth and the development of our young people is the is the voice of the children that yeah. need to be heard that platform to be given to young people to speak and to tackle the issues that are dear to them which is one of the reasons why we created our um the the Tayala um platform because young you know it's it's um to give them an opportunity to share those issues and to know that it's safe for them to explore those issues and to find solutions and so in terms of bringing and elevating the youth the voices of young people into our um you know the areas of feeling about decision making right and for yeah 
uh, you know, where the adults and our community leaders are making decisions for young people without mm -hmm. hearing their voices. You know, yeah. so I think that is the, um, the part where inequality has been. Has been there in the beginning, breaking the call, trying to break the culture of silence among young people. It still yeah, yeah. exists today in a certain level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, still and still. Yeah, because if we don't, if we don't give them a voice, then we're not allowing them to think for themselves. We're teaching right. them to say what they think we want them to say. But unless we give them a voice, they're not going to be able to think for themselves and be creative in their thoughts. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that oh. was one of the reasons, that was one of the, the conversations we had at a very early age of our development as an agency was, you know, back um, um, and when there was um, you know, suicide, you know, and these kids came to me and said, you know, we always see adults talking about issues that we're going through. Nobody has asked us, you know, what about us? We have something mm. to say too, yeah. you know? And so that was the starting of our Crossroads Theater for you, was giving opportunity for young people to be able to say something and for the adult, where the adults were forced to hear what the young people were trying to say. Wow, wow. So we still have to create more opportunities to allow and to encourage and to empower our youth to be able to speak out. And for us as adults and as leaders to be able to be willing to hear, yeah. you know, to not just yeah. to shut them up, you know, and so mm -hmm. that we can meet what it is expected or a goal, but to be able to create that, to have the platform and the opportunity to listen to what young people have to say because their voices are important too. Mm -hmm. Okay. Listen to All right. <laughs> listen. That's um, listen, and that's a nice. Uh, that's an excellent word to uh, wrap things up today. For uh, with, um, we want to thank you, director, um, because of our time. Um, we want to thank you for being able to join us. I know you're really busy, but we want to. We're so grateful that you've been able to um, sit with us today and share with us some of that um, that information on the youth, the intersection, so as well as. Um, uh, gender equality. Um, we're so grateful that um, that you're able to share and especially share with us your story of um, how you grew up here in American Samoa and how you just wanted to leave the rock. But now God has brought you back. So so we're grateful for that. And, um, and we're so grateful that you're able to join us as well as doing the work you're doing and uh, continuing um, the collaboration and partnership with the other um, agencies to bring um, these, some of these issues um, to the surface within our community and especially for our youth, because our youth is, is, is of course, our future. So um, oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you so thank you, much for the opportunity. And um, I just wanna um, say this that, you know, cause I, I started with, but to American Samoa has become a place of beauty. There's so much mm -hmm. beauty in our community that mm -hmm. there is problem and the pain and yes. so that's something that we can celebrate but thank you so much i'm very honored to be on your podcast today thank you for joining us and hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast hosted and brought to you by the american samoa alliance against domestic and sexual violence for more information please call 684-699-0272 or send an email to asadsv at gmail.com 
visit us on our website at www.asalliance.com or visit our Facebook page at American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence. Fa'aftailo awai mai ma atonu sa family ina lo fa'afunga anga ile ne fa'talanoanga unfayon awinato le mau amriksa moa ete atu sa wanga falo tu fale masa wanga fa'fuswa inga monisi fam talanga fa'mol mole vala awil telefoni ono valfa ono iveiva o lua fitulua be emaili mai foi ile asa dsv at gmail dot com Beasiasi mai lunga leo penga tafailangi ile www.asalliance.com Boli tu lawal Facebook ile American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence. Faftai.